welcome to Fun Theater Co. the podcast. Hey, KK. Hey, Lala. KK and Lala, episode one. This is our own sub-series of the podcast where it is just us. <laughs> I love that. It's a sub-series as of this moment <laughs> right now. Yep. We didn't run it past Marcus or Barbie, but... They're not going to mind. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So today we're going to be talking about some theater myths and superstitions. Do you have any experience with those, Lauren? I know a few. I know a few theater myths for sure. I'm not super familiar about, I guess, the origins of a lot. I know, right. like, about ghost lights and apparently how, like, every theater is haunted. I was told that my high school theater was haunted, but nobody actually had an, a story as to why and nothing crazy ever really happened. They just said that. They just said that. It I was see. just like, you know... Like everything is haunted. When I did a show at Lorton Workhouse, which is a old that's haunted. prison turned theater performance space, art studios. The theater is only a small part of what they're like redoing. Uh-huh. And I was really disappointed. I did not have a supernatural experience. It definitely really? felt haunted, and it was scary down there, especially at night. And we were like leaving rehearsal at like eleven. Because only part of it was redone, so like right next to the theater were still prison cells with like graffiti on the walls and like old furniture in there. Yeah, it was spooky. I know the Max prison, like up the road from that, that was the women's prison, the Lord and Art Center is the women's prison. The Max prison is like right up the road, and it is some lovely apartments. Yeah. I would not want to live. I would not want my apartment to be no. a former jail cell. That, I don't... No, that's got bad vibes. Yeah, I just... Mm, I don't know. Yeah. don't like it. <laughs> and it's interesting, because to us, theaters always have good vibes. But they're also theoretically always haunted. So are they... Well, Phantom of the Opera the is a crazy, crazy show. But also, I feel it's like... It's 100% based on truth. What? I'm kidding. It's not. Oh my god. It's not. You it's had not. me for a second. I was like, why are we not talking about that? What the heck? Do people know about this? Is it happening still? <laughs> if it were based on a true story, I guarantee 100% that theater would still be about. open. I'm Googling. Don't worry, audience. I think if Chandelier actually fell once upon a time. <coughs> Oh no, Titus, come. Just Do not a, play in the recycling. A short canine interruption. Come here. Good boy. You sit still and be great. The third guest of our podcast is uh, Lauren's baby doggy, Titus. His name is Titus. Titus, say hello. If you sometimes, if you pat around the couch, he'll, squeak. he'll make little squeaky noises. Squeak. Ty-Ty. Come on, Ty-Ty. Come on, Ty-Ty. You're so shy. You're so shy. You ever seen a ghost, Titus? <gasps> he just the stopped way. what he was doing and stared at me so intently Shot when I asked you that. Like it's like he knew what I just asked. Titus. Titus. Have you been a ghost? Have you been a ghost? How many lives have you lived? I don't know. I feel like not a, not a lot. I would say so, but I think that maybe he's lived like two or three. Even though I know... Yeah, it's not his first. No, it's definitely not his first. Alright, so while doing my 
research for this, I got the majority of my information from articles by Mark Robinson. So I need to find out if Mark Robinson has been writing books because I want to support this man. There have been fascinating things that I learned. And even when I found another good article, uh -huh. it was written by Mark Robinson. So I was like, okay. Go off, Mark. Yeah, so thank you, Mark Robinson. And thank you to the Smith Center. I got some good information from their website as well. You bet. All right, so a few of these I knew and was definitely expecting to see when I did some research for this. And some of this were completely new to me. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts about them. I'm excited too. I'm yeah. nervous because the next time I step into a theater, I'm going to be like freaking out. thinking about all of these things. Seriously. Seriously. So the first one that really surprised me, and that is that blue should not be worn on stage. Have you ever heard that? I have not. And I've definitely worn blue on stage. Yes. So who cursed me? Right. Right. This is definitely one that has faded away, but essentially its origin is that you know, once upon a time, blue dye was super expensive. And so they would use like cheaper blue dyes for costumes to try and trick people to, into thinking that the audience, not the audience, the whole theater mm -hmm. was like richer than it was, especially when the like producers of the show made a big impact on who came to see it. Uh -huh. And essentially just got stuck with it being a bad omen for the show about wearing blue and, and they would also use like silver to prove wealth so you can counteract the blue curse by adding a little bit of silver okay i know never heard it don't know if people really are up to date with that anymore so now in all our productions ever blue is banned okay <laughs> and another one that i did not hear was to never light or use three candles three of them like three is like the bad number like yes. no more like you can use more than three or less than three yes so two or four something about three makes it spooky two or four are good to go except for the fact that fire is generally frowned upon yeah because of how often theaters have burnt down yes and i couldn't find why it is but it is believed that the person who stands closest to the shortest candle will be the first to die. And I saw that on a oh few, yes, I saw it on a few other things that like when there's three candles, the person next to the shortest one is gonna like die the first, whether it's like- Of natural causes. Right, I don't <laughs> know. Like, I don't know, but. Well, if you've ever been on stage with three candles specifically, watch out. Yeah. And I found on this, it was like a ballet dance website list of do's and don'ts and one of them was to never light three candles on stage so i feel like it is an overall theater no-no yeah like venue thing that you don't do Ooh. yeah yeah i've never even used fire on stage you've never used fire on stage no i've it's used fire on stage like in high school uh what for, on, sure. for what like on what um we used fire on stage like just in a production like a lighter Oh. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure we've had just like candle, like a candle. Mm -hmm. Um, when I had like my international thespian society, 
I guess initiation. Yeah. We had all of these candles on stage and like our parents were like sitting in the audience and then we, uh-huh. you know, came in wearing our all white. The new inductees were like wearing all white and like slowly processing down the aisles with their candles and all of these candles all over the stage and then like everybody we had unlit candles mm-hmm. and then everybody already in the society were like standing on the candle like standing on stage all stoic with like their single candlesticks in hand yeah and then they had to like light our flames it was really dramatic <laughs> and super creepy i've definitely been a part of little ceremonies like that but honestly mostly in girl scouts when we were like advancing levels there would be a lot of that makes lighting. a little bit more sense. Yeah, though. you learn about fire safety. <laughs> true, true. We had no business to have true. so many open flames. I mean, I even remember in school, it was like, oh, we want to use a lighter as a prop, and they were like, ooh, it has to be a centuries-old lighter that couldn't work even if that you just tried like over and over. Not even a flicker. Oh, they were like a spark band. No, I'm pretty sure we used matches. I don't think we're gonna start a fire by flicking a lighter once but did you ever use guns in high school on stage i did me too i did before we shot blank. blanks yep uh, that is so dangerous it's so scary and low-key traumatizing like was it worth it no no wouldn't happen would never happen again no could never no probably not which is weird it's like how did the school shooting environment and fear happen how did that get worse right since we left because it was already bad did your school play senior assassin no my school played it well but by the time it got to my senior year we were kind of like let's not play this game anymore mm-hmm. and our school like had a lot of rules about it about how like the school was definitely not associated with it and like mm-hmm. like you were not allowed to play it on school grounds or it was like very very specific like the school was like we cannot stop you from doing it but if you're going to do it like, if you don't tell your parents it's a school. Activity. Yeah, don't do it on school. Don't do it at people's workplaces. Like, it is absolutely not okay. Right. What was the method of assassination? Nerf gun. Oh. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh, place of work. That's kind of funny, though. Yeah. I imagine on, like, a, a senior, like, working at Wendy's and just suddenly getting, like, smacked right? in the face while at the... <laughs> Horrible. Sister. We're not allowed to, to go to people's workplaces. I remember, I didn't do but it. how did you get, like, to their home? People were sneaky. I remember there was this Crazy. one senior, and I was a freshman, and she had this, this guy was her target, and so she messaged his little sister in middle school on Facebook, became her tutor, started regularly going to his home, and then one day got him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is so hilarious and savage yeah i remember that trust my sister played um and i remember she was going over to her friend genevieve's house who she was also doing like a trio she was like singing a trio with her for like some senior thing she was like yeah please like sing this like trio with me goes over to her house like they have a little rehearsal whatever and right before she leaves she shoots her in her yard and she was like, I let you into my home. Yeah, I agreed to do this trio with you, to sing this song with you. And now? And now I'm out of the game. Dang. That is savage. Yeah, it was. That sounds fun, though. It definitely was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I did it, I, like, when my sister was doing it, it was fun to, like, mm-hmm. be around and, like, it was fun. Right. For sure. Right. So we know about ghost lights. 
Tell me a little bit more about tell me a little bit more about ghost lights because I I know the term but I don't super know the Mm -hmm. origin of it or like why. Right. I mean, there's the portion of it. Sometimes it's called the equity light Mm -hmm. because it's meant to be there because theaters and performance spaces are generally dangerous places that can be pitch black pretty easily Uh so it's like you always keep that on so that nobody's like tripping or on anything if anybody like happens to come in but also of course it could potentially use to ward off ghosts because you know all theaters are haunted some people believe that the ghost lights are meant to keep the ghosts away and some believe that they are there so that um, the ghosts can like play while they're gone Ooh, and like be what? on stage. Yeah, That's right? kind of nice though. Yeah. If all theaters are gonna be haunted, if I was a ghost in a theater and I was like, I choose to be here because I'm an actor <laughs> and I'm dead, <laughs> I would want to play on the stage too, and I would be very appreciative to have a light so my little shadow can dance around the stage. True. That would be freaking scary. That would be horrifying to see. You know how theater, there's like, um, at least in like huge things, there's like the screen so that people like down in the basement who are like queuing things uh-huh. can like see what's happening on stage. Yeah. If like everybody was away from upstairs and there was just the ghost light on but the camera was still <gasps> running and you were seeing like shadows on there. <gasps> I would hate that. That would be crazy. That would, that would be, be so crazy. scary. Yeah. So I don't know if I think it's there to ward them or if they're playing in it. Now I'm going to think about it every time I see one. Be like, are we leaving anyone behind in this space? I don't know. Have you heard that you're not supposed to whistle in a theater? I have. I don't know why. So, um, once upon a time, scenery and like old rigging systems were mostly operated by sailors who were familiar with like these with like ropes and pulling sails and uh-huh. like it's the exact type of mechanics and so they would mostly whistle to communicate they, yes they would whistle to communicate and like even a stage manager might like whistle to have something uh-huh. to like be a cue and so if you whistle backstage there might like something might fall on you essentially is the potential consequence on that because you know that used to happen whether it was a giant wall yeah or a sandbag or pipe. <laughs> Huge weights. Like, that was crazy. I read this story during my research that Laurence Olivier, like, straight up almost died, like, way, way earlier in his career from, like, a huge falling weight backstage oh that, like, just missed him. I wonder when that became, like, a big no-no in theater. Because they were obviously, whistle- like, whistling beforehand. Like, right. when did it become, like, this is a bad system? Yeah. I mean, it must be when, like, automated things started happening, but that would have been more recent, and I feel like I it's feel been like... a superstition to not for a while. Yeah, I feel they like maybe there was a lot of tragedies. using whistle cues, mm-hmm. and so, I don't know, but maybe it's like, because I don't think it's just a no-no so that, like, somebody might actually drop something yeah. if you whistle, but the, like, theater ghost who died via whistle uh-huh. will like punish you for whistling Ooh, I don't yeah. want to be punished by a theater ghost no but maybe that theater ghost was punished by another theater ghost 
Because a lot of these things, it's like, don't do it or you're going to become a theater ghost yourself. So if you die there, then maybe you're stuck there. We don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> maybe the acoustics are so good in theaters that, like, they trap your soul. Like, you can't, like, elevate out of the building. <laughs> maybe. Maybe there needs to be, like, a like a ghost exit. Maybe they should just start, you know, building, like, a manhole of the ceiling of, can you tie this? <laughs> that was that really cute what he just did. a hilarious yet practical idea. Yeah, just for, like, the superstition exit. of it. Like, just right. open, like, a nice skylight. Air it out. <laughs> right. And those theaters do need to be aired out. Yes. Oh my god. Right. Because there's usually not a door like right next to the stage. There's like hallways on hallways on hallways. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of giving a graveyard bouquet? No. It is an older tradition that honestly, I want to bring back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that pretty often... Wait, can I guess? Yes, guess. Okay. So I'm assuming... Can I get some hints? Can you tell me yes or no? If I the guess, only hint is going to be a graveyard bouquet. Okay. Um, is it like something that you... When you put a show to bed, like yeah. when the show is over, does everyone involved need to like dedicate something to the theater gods? No. Am I close? A little bit. Oh, okay. A little bit. Does it have like to it do is, with like a show It's definitely ending? symbolic of the show ending. Okay. Yes. Okay. Tell me about it. Yes. So it is tradition that on closing night, the like cast or whoever wants to gift it to either the director, the lead, somebody mm -hmm. important in their production is given a bouquet from a graveyard. Oh, that's kind of rude. Yeah. That's so mean. Yeah. To steal yeah, yeah, somebody's yeah. flowers. Okay. Absolutely. So it like, the symbolism of it coming from a graveyard definitely helps to symbolize the fact that it's like the death of the show. Everybody always is like in that period of mourning because it's like uh -huh. in that moment, it's like the characters die, the world of the play dies. It's mm -hmm. like all shut down because it's like very real to... The people bringing it Why alive. Why can't I support a small business and just purchase a funeral wreath right. and give it to the stage manager? So once people were realizing, the they're like, mm, you shouldn't really do this. People also buy flowers and like let them kind of start to die. Okay. And then give them that kind of works. That's that a great bouquet feel because they're also like they're not like fresh, beautiful flowers. Yeah. The ones that you just like find. And so while the graveyard piece of it helps with that like symbolism it also is because all these people in theater don't have a lot of money to go buy these flowers <laughs> and so they will steal them from i think everybody should budget. just collect all of the flowers that they receive like from others during the run of the show and just save all of those flowers till they start to wilt by the end of the show by the end of the run that is such a good point just I like that. Them. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, I don't know if anybody is stealing from graveyards anymore. It might be a little harder to get away with today than it was in like 1830. Yeah. So. I feel like it can't be that hard. It's really. No, not we work by a lot of just them. I feel like we could just drive up. By. Yeah, nobody's go. gonna know. 
Not that and I honestly, plan on stealing from the what if, you, what if you replaced it? What if you replaced it? Yeah, that would be nice. What if you were like, I want the graveyard flowers. I'm just going to bring some new ones to put back. That would, yeah, that makes more sense. I would be okay with doing that. Yeah, I, I would be okay with doing that too. Okay, great. We're doing it. Because well. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's so like macabre and hilarious at the same time. It makes sense to me that theater people would do this. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't think of any other occasion of giving flowers where it's tradition to get them from a graveyard. Also, it's a lot less sketch if, like, the graveyard attendant or, like, whoever is, like, patrolling the area sees you pick up dead flowers and replace them. You know? Right. Right. Because it's somebody's job to throw away the dead. Well, is it? I don't I think so. I mean, I think they don't just blow away like, I think they just die. I mean, there are people who tend the graveyards to, like, mow the lawn and stuff, so maybe yeah. they take away dead things. Maybe if somebody, like, brings, like, a bouquet wrapped in plastic, they don't just let the plastic sit there forever. You know, the flowers are gonna decay. Yeah, true. True. And we obviously know about, you know, that it's tradition to say break a leg and not say good luck. Yes. Because good luck is, you know, causes the opposite and so there are a few a few potential reasons as to why the tradition of saying break a leg became a thing and that's that some theater people believe that the theater ghosts um just like to play with um jinxes mm -hmm. and they're gonna do the like opposite of what you say mm. so it's like like good luck is gonna is gonna jinx you saying break a leg. Right. You're not gonna break your leg. Uh, yeah. Kind of thing. So, the curtains, are you know called legs. Yes. And so to break it is also to enter. And in mm -hmm. fact, in like old vaudeville style performances, I mean there are things like this today too where people are like signed up. But like you don't really know if you're gonna get to go on. Yeah, sure. And so getting to do that is breaking the leg. Mm -hmm. You get to go on stage. Mm -hmm. So that's a potential of where that came from. And bowing, it connects to bowing too. Breaking the leg. Yes, as um mostly in like Elizabethan oh, times like they would like tucking the leg and bending. Yes, like bend forward. Uh huh. Or. When um, things are thrown on the stage, like money and flowers at mm -hmm. the end, you Bend like down, break the up. legs to pick it up. Okay. So it has a few things, mostly I would say like early American vaudeville and Elizabethan theater that kind of struck that tradition down into a thing. And this is really, that's the one that not theater people know about. They know Yeah, everybody knows about break a leg. Yeah. My they dad, when I was in middle school, and he did this. Up until he still does this he did this in, when I was in college as well um, but just now because he's cynical um, he didn't understand the term break a leg and he thought it was really harsh and I was like <laughs> trying to explain to him that it's like no it's like break a curtain like like a curtain leg like the curtain is called the leg you just begin the show yeah break and he leg. was like I don't understand why you say break a leg I just think that's so vulgar I would rather somebody fart in your face than break a leg so he used, to, he used to tell that's us that's vulgar he used to say I'll fart in your face break a leg wow and to this day he'll still do it that is hilarious yep 
I love that. What a cute tradition, though. I know. <laughs> if he's ever in the play. I'll tell him. Uh, I hope somebody farts all over him. <laughs> I know that there are a few ways to counteract saying Macbeth. I remember in high school a few yes, times. Yes, there are. It's like, go outside, turn Spit over your around. left shoulder three yeah. times, like, spit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I read on multiple things. You have to run outside, turn around, I don't know, turn around three times, something like that, and then spit on the ground. No clue who came up with that. Right. And who made it stick, but I guess they really did it. Also, like, how is that, I guess, maybe as a form of, like, humility or, like, repentance in some way, but... If you're running outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. The you theater, have to like say the sorry to the theater gods. Don't even see you. True. They're still trapped because True. nobody's created them a skylight to get out. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Maybe they just want you to leave ASAP. Mm, They're like, can't believe you just did that. Get out. Get out. And there are a few reasons as to why this potentially became like a curse, and that's that. It was, I don't know if this has been proven, but they think that, like, an original Macbeth at the Globe, like, just, like, died during mm -hmm. the show. Oh, really? Yeah, that could have happened. That wasn't the show where the theater burned down. I think that was maybe mm -hmm. the fifth. It was some show with cannons. Not sure. Which they thought, they were like, that is let's, so <laughs> let's light a cannon stupid. in the Globe Theater right up through the hole. It's made of hay. This will work. Well, maybe that's why there's no skylight. True. Yeah, but I want them to bring open air theaters that's back. Even, you I know what? That. That's even more of a reason to have a skylight so that we can shoot a cannon through it. True. And the building won't catch on fire. Right. That would need to be a big skylight. Yes. Or a really small, high precision <laughs> cannon. <laughs> Correcting myself as I continue to look at my research. It was at the um the like first Macbeth performance, it was the actor playing Lady Macbeth died during the show. During the show. Yeah, and Shakespeare had to go play Lady Macbeth. Oh. Which I'm sure he would didn't have much of a problem that. was. Right, is yeah, that crazy? I, that, I'm surprised. Because he played a lot of roles in his shows. Yeah. But that was one where the show must go on. I'm sure those audiences loved what it. What happens if somebody like... crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. If somebody like dies... I think today the show would not go on. No, they would be like, everybody go home. We had a death. Yeah, they wouldn't go on. Unless it was like... I don't know, if it was near the end and it like wasn't somebody who was about to go on stage, they could like maybe try and keep people from figuring it out so that the play can end and the audience can leave. Yeah. Or they died in like their death scene, maybe. Yeah. That almost happened in like high Moliere school. died on stage. You know Moliere? The yeah. The French playwright we like yeah. learned about in school? Yeah, he died on stage. What show? My hair scared me. The Imaginary <laughs> Invalid. Come on with it. Oh my god. Come on with it. Yes. That's kind of iconic. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> literally, it is. It's like about feigning illness and then this like dramatic coughing scene. Oh my god. He just died. Somebody in my high school when we were doing Little Shop, it was, I think it was like, like IDR. Um, I think it was before we opened, but it was the first time that we were practicing or like rehearsing with the 
dentist's like fishbowl contraption on his head and it was also his first show and so he was just really nervous um, and was doing like really well and he like got to his death scene and he like you know right before intermission he does his death scene curtains close we're like okay great job jack get up jack uh, Jack get up off the floor and we were like get the ball off his head get the ball off his head and he was like he blacked out passed out for several minutes and he was like <laughs> came back to life and he was like no, no 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 like I'm okay we were like we need to drill more holes in this like what's going on and he was like I was just yes we need to drill more, more holes in this fishbowl because I can't breathe but I was also nervous and like not breathing because yeah. he was nervous yeah. But oh my god, what a nice timing. That's crazy. And what a very convincing death. That's crazy. <laughs> I did a show in high school where like I was on the backstage side and I had to roll somebody out on a gurney on stage like just to be a part of the thing. Mm -hmm. And all these people were in my way backstage and I was like, this transition has to happen. <laughs> I would be so allowing like, people down. Literally. So I shoved the gurney on stage and closed the curtain. And thank God other people were on stage to um, stop the gurney yes. because I almost threw it right into the pit, right <gasps> into the orchestra. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. It was fine. It didn't like almost happen, but they were like, Kayla, if nobody was on stage. That was it. Somebody could have died. <laughs> that was it. I know. Cause this person was just like laying on the gurney under the sheet. <laughs> oh my God. I had my middle school, um, I guess talking about theater mishaps now. Yeah. My, and almost accidental deaths. My um, <laughs> middle school theater director, he, it wasn't like at our middle school, but he was doing another show in the area. Um, and I won't say the name of the theater because it's kind of really bad. Um, but he was doing this show where someone had to get like hung. And so they like had a noose like on stage and he was like, hanging from this noose and it's not he's supposed to be like harnessed up mm. um but at one point his harness like was released and you just see like his eyes roll like his tongue like fall out of his mouth and like 20 people had to like run on stage and like grab up his feet because he was fully hanging for a few seconds that's crazy that's terrifying that happened Literally, like, a few years ago, in the, a show was happening in Italy where they were, like, going to fake hang somebody and just actually did. I haven't a, seen, a, I haven't seen, I feel like that visual on stage is, like, really, like, I haven't seen. No, me either. Even when I saw Assassins last, even though there was, like, an allude to a hanging, it was, like, there was the noose on stage, but they yeah. just, like, and I walk up to the gallows, and mm -hmm. then it was, like, you know, they don't show anything after that like better not to accidentally hang somebody also what a horrible visual yeah horrible yeah like that's almost one of those things where it's like in directing and choreographing that moment of hanging it's like do you make it even look realistic yeah like do you want to scare the audience in that way or do you not i mean that is a choice because mm -hmm. you could totally show it like feet flat on the ground with the rope pulling up you know yeah to like kind of give the like visual but the body swinging that's dark really dark that's dark it's dark
I want to circle back to Macbeth. Yes. Because, <laughs> because back to the original production, there are a few more things about why this might be cursed. Mm -hmm. And that's involving actual witches. You know, there are witches in Macbeth. Yes. What is it? Double, double, toil and trouble, mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Apparently, this is just like theater rumor, whatever. If only Shakespeare had like a journal, then not just the plays he it wrote. Is so it would really help. Surprising that it would he, help. Like he doesn't. Didn't just because why don't we have a journal? Right. He was totally. writing everything down all of the time. Right. I wish we did, but apparently he got a bunch of like like incantation phrases and other things for the play mm -hmm. from this like actual coven of witches he just like met who apparently came to the play and were like those aren't what witches are like which is hilarious That's to me. Really funny. and there's a potential that the props master from this original show mm -hmm. london 1606 stole a cauldron from a real group of witches from those women <gasps> Maybe not them, maybe them, don't know, to use in the play. And so they were like, hmm, interesting. We might curse you. So the play might be cursed directly Ooh. from that. And another potential is that Shakespeare, Shakespeare was the one who put the curse on the play with these witches so that nobody could direct it as well as him. So that every show that is so head ass right? and not every even show a little bit surprising. Would always fuck up. Yeah. Not even a little bit surprising. Yeah. That like my jaw like dropped because I was like, wait, why? Well, does guess that make what, sense? Shakespeare? What? Nobody's seen your show. <laughs> yeah, we don't remember. If only you wrote it down. Hmm. If only you wrote down everything that happened. People are like. He left all the answers in the text. It's like, did he? No, he really didn't. Because did he was he? directing. And I'm sure he had no Right. Right. Rude. Right. And this is a story for another episode. Ooh. But, little hint, there was, um, in the 1800s, a riot made of actors and theater goers oh, over who actor was the best actor. And literally, literally, a violent riot. Okay. And <laughs> both of those actors were playing Macbeth in separate shows at the time. And I'm pretty sure they both died in the riot, so it's like, okay. So it doesn't really matter who was the best. Right. Right. And they were both working on Macbeth. Damn. I had a show go horribly wrong because someone said Macbeth in the theater. It was... The night of like a talk back with the audience mm -hmm. and literally the dramaturg. So I have no idea why they thought this was okay. Said the word Macbeth twice in the talk back. And I'm just like squirming in my <laughs> chair. Other people are squirming in their chairs. Yeah. And then the next morning, Saturday matinee, two huge disasters. What were show. Um, the uh, infamous not coming on stage moment. Which you know about. Oh! Yeah. This was that. that okay, so we're not going to expose was, that right, moment. Right. <laughs> that was, I was on stage for that. It was horrible. But that was one moment. And the other one 
was when the um, Windows XP sound blared through the theater oh. during a scene that I was also a part of. <laughs> those were the two huge mishaps after the dramaturg sent Macbeth twice in the theater the night before. Shame so, on you. I am a firm believer and that that is a number one no-no. Not to say. Scottish play, Barnes play, whatever you need to do to refer to it. Yeah. But you can't say it. I just don't like to tempt the ghosts, so right. I just... Apparently it's okay if you're talking about the character, because... I've heard that. The play Macbeth happens mm -hmm. in theaters, and I think they often still avoid saying the show title, but they say, like, yo, King Macbeth, look over here. And people were asking, once, like, Hamilton came out, they, um, say Macbeth in the play. Uh -huh. They were like, uh, Lin-Manuel... I can't believe you wrote Macbeth into the show. Mm -hmm. Anything happened? How do you feel about that? He's like, oh, I'm talking about the character. It's fine. That, like, Macbeth okay. said this. So <laughs> it's fine to say, rather than, I love the play of Macbeth. Right, right. So, yeah. These, these are what I have. These are the most commonly known theater superstitions. That and, was really I, fun. and I really believe and will stand by many of these. That was really fun. I, right? I'm glad that I know a lot more now. Right. I'm going like to put up a fight if somebody tries to put me in blue on stage. Right? <laughs> you better give me some silver, girl. Give me some silver. Mm. Yeah. I want to learn more about this like first production of Macbeth because some crazy things seem to yeah. have been going on. Some crazy things. You know, some 400 years ago, 415 years ago, the curse of the play Macbeth began. And I think it will continue. I think it will continue as well. It'll never stop. Until we add a skylight in every theater. Right. Maybe we like crack the code of how to. I feel like we might be onto something. Yeah. Comment below. Comment below. Tell I don't think you can comment on that. No, no. <laughs> but let us know your thoughts. If any crazy experiences have happened to you all um, with saying Macbeth or with wearing blue yeah, or if whistling. You have broken any superstitions, ruined a show. If you know of a superstition that we did not cover, we would love to hear about it. Please send us an email with your stories at funtheatercollective at gmail.com. That's F U N T H. E-A-T-R-E collective at gmail.com. On it. Send us your stories. Yes. Send us your stories. Great. Well, in the meantime, uh, stay safe. Get vaccinated. Today is Lauren's first day of being vaccinated. Woo! Last time I checked in um, on the pod, I was... I had corona. Well, actually, I didn't have corona. I thought that I might have. Yeah. But I did not. So... And now, now we're yeah. back to the and future. Now back to the future. That's right. Time we hope you stay sexy and don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Keep up with the fun. Thank you for listening and make sure you're keeping up with the fun. Follow us on Instagram at fun.theater and visit our website www.funtheatercollective.com.